0: We Turned Out Okay, the modern parent's guide to old-school parenting.
1: I want to hang upside down from the swing set.
0: Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke-Cole. I want
1: to climb to the top of that tree.
0: And now, here's your host, Karen Locke-Cole.
1: Welcome to episode 95 of We Turned Out Okay. Today is a podcast field trip episode as part of our summer camp, summertime edition, where each week in July and August, we're headed out on Thursdays into the podcasting world to see what all is going on there. And this week, we're going to one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, which I found because of the book these guys wrote by the same name, Freakonomics. And I want to share what is, I think anyway, is so awesome about Freakonomics. It's so Freakonomics started uh, probably a decade or more ago as a book written by two Steves, Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner. And Stephen Dubner is the host of Freakonomics Radio, but Stephen Levitt is, is on there frequently. And Levitt is an economist at the University of Chicago, and Dubner is a journalist. And they, they I don't know how they met or whatever, but they... They wrote this book, Freakonomics, because they were noticing that what people believe to be true isn't necessarily what's actually true based on like research and stuff. And but they always like the questions that they ask are really, really interesting questions. And the Freakonomics book, um, there have actually been, there's a series of books now. Like they, I'm trying to think of a... Of a good one they, they, one of the questions had to do with does somebody's name influence their lot in life you know what I mean like if you have a if you have a person whose name is um, I don't know you know how people will sometimes like I'm a hog like I'm a with the last name hog or Yura with the last name hog like those kinds of names do, do those do names that are really notable or different or kind of strange does it influence that person's life? And um, and they they they've people they talk to people who do actual research about this kind of stuff, and it's just fascinating. It's oftentimes very funny. It's quirky. It's you know, anyway, it's one of my favorite uh one of my favorite book series. My my uh, almost sixteen year old Max has really gotten into that series. He loves the Freakonomics books as well. And um, anyway, so when they went to podcasting, like, how could I resist, right? And this is actually, Freak, the Freakonomics podcast is where I first learned about how to win games and beat people. The book that I highlighted Tuesday in episode 94, which was about building epic sandcastles. So it, the Freakonomics podcast has a show called How to Win Games and Beat People, an episode from, so they don't number them. It's hard to, because the numbers keep changing as they add new ones, like last time it might've been episode eight when I looked at it, but now it's probably episode 16 or something because they keep the the numbers just go down. It's numbered in the feed. It's not numbered like we number our shows. So um, anyway, that one is called How to Win Games and Beat People. And it is a really fun episode because Stephen Dubner plays, he virtually plays some actual games with the, the author of that book, Tom Whipple, and like they're on different continents and they're playing, they play, do they play Connect Four? I feel like they might play Connect Four. They play rock, paper, scissors, um, because there are strategies for winning these games. And Tom Whipple wrote this book, How to Win Games and Beat People identifying these strategies like he talks to the people who are experts in in all of these different games that he uh that he has so if you want to hear about sandcastles and i highly recommend you go back to episode 94 of we turned out okay i will link to that in the show notes it was just this past tuesday's episode in real time and if you want to read a fantastic book which tells a lot of uh you know if you want strategies for for beating people at games. <laughs> then I highly recommend how to win games and beat people. Uh I'm I'm planning on using it to to beat my uh, newly 12-year-old at risk for example, one of his favorite games. Um and I mean it isn't all about beating people obviously. Um but what I love about this book is it's it's for people who love competition this is a book for you. Um, It's very funny. It's written in a really fun kind of funny way. And it was a real, I think in retrospect, I didn't, I'm not on the Freakonomics podcast or whatever, but in retrospect, it was a really great choice. It's kind of a perfect choice for them because Freakonomics is about, it's always about something that you hadn't thought of something that you see every day or, or, you know, approach in your life often, but just looking at it in a whole different way. So a strategy, an actual strategy that works for winning at Connect Four that's based on math and um, and with a really good story kind of told around it. It's just interesting and cool. So um, so that's one of my favorite. I would say that that's probably one of my very favorite episodes of Freakonomics was, was the How to Win Games and Beat People episode. But there's another one that I think it shows a little bit more about the, the usual character of the show because usually they're not playing games and stuff like that. Um, the one that I'm thinking, the other one I'm thinking of is called Are We in a Mattress Store Bubble? And it's about how there's this like showing up of mattress store after mattress store after mattress store and how very often they're on the same block. You'll see four or five mattress stores, you know, a sleepies and a I can't remember any of the other names of the stores, but I do have sleepies. I remember that one. (laughs) And how they kind of cluster together and like, why that is, why do we see so many mattress stores? And what does it mean? The cool thing is, it's like, what does it mean for our society? Like, why do, why is there this trend? Because the cool thing is that economics shows you things that Highlights things and just looks at them in a slightly different way. So if you have this field of behavioral economics, which is what uh, free economics is really about, you can use the the fact that there is a proliferation of mattress stores didn't just happen randomly. You know, there's no sort of mastermind sitting at the top of the mattress store industry going, "Ha ha!" and we'll we'll cluster them all together and we'll we'll discount them, you know, in relation to the others. And, and I mean, like those economics drives things because, because people, so in order for you to have a cluster of mattress stores, you need a demand for mattresses. And in order to have a demand for mattresses, that is, that is more than what we, you know, have had in the past or something we need there's reasons for that like people are asking for mattress for mattresses right and so there's sellers of mattresses kind of looking at this and saying okay there's an opening in this market i'm gonna i'm gonna take advantage of that and then you end up with 25 mattress stores in a two mile area square mile area and it's like why is this i think that's a that's actually an exaggeration probably not 25 in a two square mile area but um there are societal reasons for why we are in a mattress store bubble and it's just fascinating. So that's the kind of show it is. If you're interested in behavioral economics, if you're interested in like why people do the things that they do, uh, I would highly recommend it. The, the field trip bus is pulling into our summer camp parking lot. The doors are opening and we are boarding to go to Freakonomics Radio. So that's all we've got time for today. That's our show today. And uh, I really hope you go over to Freakonomics and listen to it. It's a it's a great show if you haven't heard it already, and if you have, of course, you know what I'm talking about, right? So that's what we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. I love that we are together in this moment and uh, sharing this summer together. It's it's good fun. It would mean a lot if you could share about the show. Word of mouth is what gets our show out to more and more people. And if you are doing that, I love it. Thank you so very, very much. And if you want, you can go to we com slash contact or email me at karen at we com, And just let me know how I'm doing with these podcast field trips. Are there any that you'd like highlighted? Because I feel like we don't necessarily have to make the podcast field trips end at the end of August, right? We can, if there are some that you love and we don't have room for them during the summer, because there's like a million podcasts that are so great, If there are favorite podcasts that you think listeners would benefit from, just let me know. Um, And maybe we can keep the field trips going into the fall or, you know, maybe we can just do one every once in a while. I love them. And um, I love hearing about your favorite podcast, too. So get in touch and let me know about those. And I have a special thanks to our producer, the man who maybe even enjoys the Freakonomics podcast more than me, if that's possible. The 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more.
1: What do you call cheese that's not yours? Natto cheese.
0: And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride.
1: I want to pee in the woods. De derp, de derp, the derp, 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 derp derp